it's opposite opposite day. Yikes. Um, we're gonna keep doing this until it until it's just an infinite loop of opposite days. An opposite 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 day. So I got I got things on my mind. Um. Um. I've been thinking a lot about teaching lately, due to uh, the fact that some some jobs are changing hands, and I've been teaching kids for a while, and I still am. And you know, like inherently, when you're teaching like kids, you're also like remembering like being in the same position at one point, right? Sure. I think about this a lot when I'm teaching. Um, I always tell my students I was the worst student of all time. It was true. <laughs> When, uh, for you, if ever, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna load this question. Did, uh, did (laughs) guilt become a part of, of music? I think significantly less than most people actually. And probably for you too, I think. But, but. When did it become was the question. Honestly, like probably around college. Not even gonna lie. Like, I didn't really have a really stressful... I didn't know anybody that did music, and, like, all my music teachers were really relaxed. Probably, probably like, either applying to college, or, like, whenever it decide, Whenever I decided to, like, eh, nah, that, that's not true. It goes back a little earlier than that, I suppose. Like, um... I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's music has been tied up in my self worth for co- like a long time. Yeah, and that's probably a hard thing to untangle. Yeah, like yeah, sure, there was like college and, and classical music and shit. But even when I used to like play for my band, I felt like I like wrote a lot of the music and stuff like this. This was like in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and shit like that. Like um, shit that doesn't even really matter in the long run. But I remember like wanting people to like my music and like like the way that it sounds as like early as writing music you know yeah and so like maybe maybe it started then and i started writing music when i was like i think like 11 or 12 so so yeah like when i first when i first started piano i mean it's a lot like learning a language right like it's just like learning kind of the rules i mean not are you in talking a dumb about way. classical music like specifically just like i'm talking about like my first like exposure to like playing music was okay. just like learning how notes worked and how like rhythm worked and yeah. how the piano worked and how it all lines up which is basically like learning like sure a mini mathematical little language it really is it's kind I of like mean, math like, <laughs> like, i mean i think I, that's why i liked it originally is it was just like a big puzzle yeah. that I could solve. And if I solved it, it sounded nice. <laughs> like it was like one of those games where you like do the thing and then yeah, get but like you the started, naked anime girl you started, <laughs> Okay. Um, you started piano like later than most people to the point where like your brain was ready for that. A lot of people start piano before their brain is ready to like understand. When did you start like learning an instrument? Like when I was like seven. I think it was Did you start with I, piano? Viola. Right. Um... Yeah. So Viola. I don't remember. I don't remember learning piano. Yeah, like I was twelve when I started, and I like knew it. And it was like the best way to get into it. Like I, I just was, was like, I was just like sitting at home, and like my dad knew a little piano and would kind of show me what he knew, and it was fun. He knew a little piano downtown that was real small. And then <laughs> I remember him taking me to his teacher, his little piano. And that was weird. I remember it being weird going to somebody else's house to have them show me piano, but it didn't feel like 
like there wasn't any feeling of like guilt or anything like it was just like oh this is strange but like it's kind of fun to go and like learn from this guy and hear cool stories about piano um what about when you started doing like competitions and stuff like that see what i was thinking about today is what about the first time that like somebody made me play for them Mm. you know i was thinking about that like did like my mom when i was like 13 saying like oh play for your like uncle or something your show them what what you've been working on what did that feel like because i don't remember i hated doing that i don't remember liking it but i don't know if that was guilt i think it was just embarrassment yeah i feel like i was it was just like being embarrassed and and i don't know yeah my my parents used to make me like like play Christmas songs around Christmas for like whoever would come over, right? And I, and I would play them in like minor <laughs> every time. Whenever I'd be, yeah, I thought I was real smart, real funny. Um, I remember doing that like really early on, <laughs> like Very making cool. like, like, like real sad versions of everything. Uh huh. Um, to which was probably maybe like a small acute response to guilt or something like that. I suppose like feeling pressure. Maybe not guilt, but, like, a, a sense of feeling pressure and wanting to, like, throw that off by doing something funny. Right. A cry for help. Because, <laughs> like, what comes after... What comes jingle after, bells and minor. That's, like, how everybody starts... That's, like, everybody's first performance, really. Like, you play for your parents when you're a little kid, and, like, it's not really a performance. Like, you're excited to show them what you're doing. That's not really... That's, like, the opposite of a performance. It's just, like wanting to like show off as a kid and then there's like then there's like uh having to play piano for like relatives who you don't know as well and aren't as comfortable with and then there's like the huge step of like playing for like a stranger right which i never did like hardly ever except for maybe actually with like my with studying singing even relatives like could go to that point like i remember playing for my like grandparents who i didn't really see that often and it kind of felt like playing for strangers right yeah but i mean like weird like um wait say again you didn't do it no like like my my main experience of playing for people was definitely like playing with my band and shit like that which was way more fun because yeah. I was just like one of many people, but still, but still, kind of like stressful whenever people talk too much about it or thought too hard about it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But but I feel like I don't have that. I never. I always hated performing shit and like would like fight it really really hard. Even in your band. Um. No. 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 Like by myself. Yeah. Um. And and um. I don't really recall, like, ever doing, like, many, you know, like, I had, like, youth orchestra and stuff, and, like, maybe, like, I had to play, like, a little studio thing, get up in front of, like, everybody else in my, like, viola, like, teacher's stuff, and, like, get up and play, like, my shitty little Bach that I didn't practice that I would, like... (laughs) Like, that doesn't really count, I feel like, because I didn't even care enough to try at that point. <laughs> like, I, I got, I got like, good at viola quick and then just lost interest immediately. And then it's played for, like, five more years. Um, okay, so another theory about mine is, is with, with, like, guilt, is guilt. wanting... 
What happens with music when you hope that somebody listens to you? Ooh. Like, not not talking, like, think back. Think back to, like, your band or something like that. Like... Did you did you like hope that people like liked it or like did you play shows and invite people to it? Yeah. And yeah. like what did that feel like? Cuz this is like going back to I remember I remember having like a little recital or something. No, no, no. I remember my teacher my teacher in high school would have um he called the musicals once a month every Sunday at this uh Schmidt Music out in Roseville, Minnesota. You would go for like an hour and you would, every person would play one piece and that would be in your slot. And it was like these little recitals. And I remember I invited my brother once and I remember I invited my like girlfriend once. And I remember maybe like inviting my, or like my aunt wanted to come or something. And, uh, did you let her, (laughs) did you let her come? Um, Did you let your aunt scab come? And I remember it was all of a sudden it wasn't it wasn't just my like private little thing anymore like i was pretty okay with doing just like going up and playing my like chopin prelude for all the other students who also had to go up like you were saying like studio class kind yeah. of right like you just had to do it and everybody was like aware of it but then i remember like my brother coming for the first time and sitting down and i just remember like sitting like my 6 year old older brother six years older you were than six me. and you were zero six years you older a, than me and i was like i was bench. just like staring at like him in the audience like while sitting waiting to play just like being like oh this must be no fun for him oh i hope he's not having a terrible time like oh this is awful oh i i hope i play okay and then it's worth brother it or syndrome. Like, but no it was with like most people like i yeah. remember i remember starting to have this fear that like people were were wasting their time for me (laughs) that's like a very early feeling i remember where like music guilt started to crop up okay i mean i feel like um yeah and i'm not saying that this is like this is why i've been thinking about it a lot today is i've been i've been teaching kids of a lot of different ages and thinking about what they're thinking about. And I've been thinking back and wondering if I'm just, like, a stressed out, like, a guilty person. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think I think um, that's kind of part of what allures people to music, too, is, like, this idea that you can perform. and, and But then the moment kind of comes, and then it's kind of weird. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like... I have I have kind of in, encouraged my students to perform without really knowing why, um, just being like, yeah, do it. Like it's it's good for you, sure. Um, like obviously, I'd never push anybody that doesn't want to that really doesn't want to do it. But like, yeah. I think for some personality types, it's like it can really get the ball rolling. It can really make them like think i don't know i don't know because i don't know if it plays off of that like feeling of like okay you're gonna have to play this for people and if you do it wrong like you know um but i i don't know i don't know how i feel about like making students perform or like i guess i feel bad i would never make a student perform but yeah no no no. i've never i've never done it willfully to a kid but even when you think you want to do it i mean like i i think i i remember I used to not really care, like when I was really young, like eight years old, nine years old, um, about playing in front of other people. Uh huh. And then, like once I became old enough to realize that I didn't want to do like viola, or like once I became like 
old enough to know that there's i didn't certain, enjoy I it i feel like there's a certain age like around puberty when all of a sudden you're just aware of your body sitting at a piano or like yeah. holding up a viola my and then all of a throbbing sudden... teen body <laughs> drooling and playing the viola for and my all of a sudden aunt you're just like i am not i'm not comfortable i'm vulnerable now i'm angsty yeah. and vulnerable exactly yeah and 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 I think that's also part of why I quit. I was like, if this is what you do, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and, but, but playing me, like, with, with asking people to come to my band show or whatever, it was always like, I could feel proud about that because it wasn't just my thing, you know? And it's not like I was up there, like, doing big guitar solos or anything virtuosic, right? Okay. It was just like, just like, a, a band that played kind I've of felt, average like i've thought about that stuff too i remember i remember i remember how like nervous and stressed out and like like the weird like guilty conscience thing that i had i would get around performances and my brother was always in bands and i would go hear him and i would watch it was like playing at like bars and stuff and everybody would be kind of drunk and it just looked like so much fun and i was always just mm. like in the audience being like that looks way better. <laughs> like, why does this seem so fun? And I seem to just be so stressed. And, and I think like the virtuosity that is the inherent virtuosity of classical music kind of makes it also really stressful. Like robs it of the, the fun a little. Yeah, bit. robs it of it's like it can't really be candid or intuitive, right? It's not like like somebody's. I don't know. Like it takes a whole lot to try to pull off. Like oh, I'm just like like naturally this good like right. it takes a lot of work to to do that which stamps out a lot of the like in the momentness i feel like which then it, it reminds me of that montage of squidward going to the same stores every single day in in squidsville where like he one. moved away from what he Please moves describe. He, he moves away from uh bikini bottom to go live in a town where everybody like has all of his interests and shit and it's like canned bread and and like a, a jazzercise shit and like a clarinet trio and it's just like a montage of his face like slowly sagging as he lives this day like over and over and over again for like like, like 30 or 40 days um I don't know why, but I just feel like classical music is like, oh, I'm so excited to learn this this beautiful piece of music that I love, and it'll be hard work, but it'll be so worth it because I'll be able to play it. And then, like, day 100 sets in, and you're just like, I hate this piece. Dude, I remember day I hate twos. It. I remember literally, like, begging a teacher to let me play this Bartok. It was a Bartok Romanian dance, and I had listened to it and, like, tried to learn the notes myself and done it for, like, weeks and weeks, and then he was finally like, okay. And I took it home, and I practiced it for, like, three hours, and then the next day, like, opened it up, and was just like, this sucks. <laughs> I fucking I can't stand this. Why is it so hard? <laughs> and then just being like so aware of the irony. Yeah. Um like I begged for this. Yeah. What about what about okay. So I want to point out that a lot of the performances we're talking about not having fun with are generally playing for older people and family and, and family aunts and aunts. Big aunts. Um what about did you ever have to in high school play for like like peers like you're talking about studio class and you didn't really care about it but like i know you took like voice lessons and stuff yeah like, but they were all more. like so dweeby like that was the thing is that like i didn't i felt like 
I don't know. I didn't really... St- I took classical voice. I, we already talked about this mm-hmm. once. Like, it wasn't really something that I had, like, really planned on taking and or, like, caring about very much. Yeah. But I just really enjoyed, like, my, my lessons with my teacher. Because he was, like, a smart letting guy. letting inner freak flag fly. Right. But then, like, part of it was that I had to do these fucking recitals or yeah. whatever, right? Um, and, but like everybody else just sucked so much as people that I was, I just like never really hung around and never really gave a shit about, like, I remember really, really feeling nervous about my voice cracking a ton Yeah, when I was a kid, um, or when I was that age. Um, and, but, but I think it was way more feeling embarrassed than feeling guilty that I was wasting their time. I guess like, like that, that. That thought never really occurred to me, I feel like, until later. That it, that I could even be of such importance to somebody's day to have wasted their time. Like, they're all sitting there anyway. Like, they, they wasted my time. Then. That's what I was if thinking I had about. To go, if I had to go watch them do right. sing their, like, fucking Corelli song yeah, or I guess Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess embarrassment and, and guilt are kind of tied up in one another in my head. Um, but I remember going to, like, this piano camp in uh, in Minnesota. And it was the first time that I ever, like, met other, like, middle school to early high school kids who are also playing piano. The first time you ever met any in general because you were homeschooled. Yeah. I knew a couple. I just didn't know I knew that people. I could act. I knew a couple people. I had friends. Um, Living friends? <laughs> Not Jesus. Keats. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shout out to Keith. Um, no, but I remember going and having to do like these recitals, these like group recitals, and it was like a big range of kids. If anything, if anything can be said for like, it was it was fun because it had like it had like the the little kids to like the eighteen year olds. It had like the kids who didn't care mm-hmm. to like the kids who really cared. Yeah, like, it was funny. Like recitals would be like this bored like ten year old walking up and being like. That's like the recitals at my old work that I was never allowed to go to. And he would like forget to take like the the first repeat and then just end. And then there was like the kid who went up and like played the list etude as like hard as he possibly could and took every repeat and um, <laughs> a hundred times. And I remember I remember going up onto like stage to play then and um, you don't dude. It was just like it was just a, a new awareness because I had been sitting in the audience thinking about all of those performances, and I would like go on the stage and then all of a sudden know that I was the focus of anybody else. Like, like I'm sure like seventy five percent of them didn't care. Probably ten percent cared way too much, and like five percent were kind of just like, that didn't add up to a hundred. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I I just all of a sudden had this new perceived thing of like. It wasn't like adults like hoping the best for me and trying to improve my character. All of a sudden, it was just like other like teenagers. Is that like really me. what you thought before? I thought so. Um, and then uh, <laughs> little character builders everywhere. And then um, and then and then yeah. All of a sudden, it was like yeah, it was like kids <laughs> my age, and I just felt like I like why was I up there and like playing for like 
like I didn't have anything that important to like show anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and there was importance built around it. I think was another key thing to mention. It was it was like a recital, and everybody had to be quiet, and everybody had gotten like a stern talk before the every, like the audience showed up. That was like everybody's parents are going to be here, and we have to set an example to like not talk during the performance and be respectful and clap. And everybody was just like mopey about it because like. They're just like taking the fun out of it, and uh, and then all of a sudden I was up on stage, and all the parents were there, and I knew all the like sixty like piano campers were all just like trying their hardest not to like say anything or talk or do anything disruptive, and it was like this weird feeling of like we'd all entered into like this little like suicide guilt pack together <laughs> of like we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do this, we're all gonna I mean... be nice and polite. I, I, it would be hard to know what everybody else was feeling or mm-hmm. thinking about that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this is but, just what I imagine. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like guilt implies a conscience of which I had none <laughs> until a little bit of a later <laughs> Until age. about two months ago. <laughs> until until, a, <laughs> until about, well, about 24 hours now. <laughs> until about, how long have we been going? Uh. <laughs> um, no, but, but I think... I think what's more interesting and way more sad is how guilt like unfolds into the rest of your life with music and and like I don't know I feel like college presented a way more palpable guilt complex. Yes, yeah. it was really cut and dry. It was like you're here to do this, and if you don't do it well, why are you here at all? And and like like this place has lots of money, um, and like everybody's better than you and everybody wants it more yeah um like obviously juilliard in particular fed off of fed off of that a lot right um and and and, um i don't know no i remember i I, 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 I finally gotten rid of all that i like i yes let's go back and talk about it (laughs) i took a point to systematically try to take out every influence i felt like (laughs) that place had on me I remember, no, no, no. So, yeah. So, these are, like, this was me thinking a lot today about, like, early Because, like, what I wanted to, what I wanted to, I was just, like, watching, like, the six-year-old I teach today, like, play Yankee Doodle and just seem to have a fun time. And I was sitting there just, like, I when don't does have it, fun. When, when does it start <laughs> sucking for you? <laughs> like, oh, it I, already has. Like, probably. I'm sure it start. I'm sure it sucks when you're like tired and and you don't want to have a lesson right now. But that's a different kind of sucking, right? That's a sucking that's just like a physical sucks. That's like a here and now suck. Yeah. This Versus isn't like, like a waking uh, up and it already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking about it and I was trying to go back to when did it start because I I know. F- full well when it was in full swing which was like all of juilliard like um i remember having to play in studio class which was like people were i was the youngest kid always and everybody was just at at, at, yeah juilliard with like with bob say it again um and these uh yeah, just everybody was older than me. Everybody was better than me. And I would just, like, apologetically get... the the My performances... Everybody's performances had to be, like, planned weeks in advance. Like, the previous studio class, you'd be like, who's playing next week? And everybody would, like, go up to the guillotine and, like, volunteer, like, write their name in blood on the wall. <laughs> and, like... Um, 
Yeah, so I just remember, like, just so sheepishly getting up and being like, I'm going to play the first two movements of Schumann. Uh, I don't know, whatever. I was fantasy Stuka, and then just sitting down and just... Every, oh, fuck. Everybody had to, had to say something, had to comment afterwards. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, they were really people... about that, and it was so stupid. We had to do that in, <laughs> in, in high school, too, though. The little Sunday like musicals, my teacher would like pick somebody in the audience to say something nice about the performance. Oh. A, a student. Well, and, that's different. And he would like point that's up like, to the wall. Sweet. There was like a list on the wall of like you could say that they had good dynamics or good articulation or but good legato it, play. Even if it's not true? Yeah. And so they, uh, he would be like, you little five-year-old, what did you like? And they would be like, the articulation. And he would be like, very good observation. And then we would move on. <laughs> it was cute. That's kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, then it got to Juilliard and it was just like, what I went up. Hate? I went up and played my my fantasy Stuka and like I knew when I screwed up and I knew I had like the memory slip and I knew it was bad and this the kid who just played like the whole like Rachmaninoff third concerto six times from memory just like was asked to comment on my performance of like three minutes and he was just like you had a lot of heart and I was just like okay thank you I'm gonna go back to my seat now and like it was like yeah, it was a new, it was a new kind of, it was a new kind of guilt. Um, yeah. Just that was that, that was seems more, more so like a, a, a weird time. Well, that seems more like a weird like indoctrination of like of of like you are now be like publicly being judged by your peers at all times. Yeah. Like you say something <laughs> like about about this. Like um, I remember, yeah, we used to. I don't know. The the composition department was not nearly as organized. Did they have studio? Do you have like studio class with Christopher Rouse? Nope. What about with the other guys? Nope. Nobody ever had like get togethers where you oh. played the music. So no. it was just like you guys had like seminars. And we stuff, had like seminars, like, but like I think only like for one one year we like every undergrad person had to like present something. I remember that. That was like the one year we where we did that. Yeah. Um. But. But no, we were, it was like the the worst I ever felt was when I like you have to write like an orchestra piece, right? Yeah. And then like get it read and shit. And I remember going to yours. That was the worst I ever felt. I feel like about about wasting people's time. Yeah. Like that's that was like sixty people. Cause and I was just like. Oh my god, I am so sorry. <laughs> Dude, no, because like, uh, we're getting into now what I think is maybe like the most guilt in classical music, which is like new premieres of your own stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think I'd ever felt as like guilty about like bringing people in than for like those composition for like performers classes where I had like a eight minute piece or something. Yeah. Like other kids had like 30 minute ones and I just had this little one. I was so uncomfortable that everybody that the one with was the clarinet yeah yeah i remember that yeah everybody like i invited people to it and i just remember sitting in the audience and being like i'm not even up there like doing anything i'm just sitting here and people are listening to something that i thought of yeah it's like suddenly all the weight of that like that like that shit just like falls on the person that like whose fault it is that everybody's there, <laughs> which yeah. is you. I don't know. What about yeah. what about like the talking before like a performance? Do you I, remember I was feeling just, guilty about that? No, because I just like always phoned it in and like don't never really tried. 
I feel like I was always just like, yep, this is my piece, and it's for these instruments, and I hope you like it. <laughs> and like, I was pretty against like yeah. having to go up there and say a lot because I just didn't want to, and I felt like that should also be okay. Um, yeah. Like, and and um, a lot of people hated going up and having to say shit. I yeah. think. Cause it's like that's the whole reason we write music is because we don't like <laughs> we don't like talking about like about shit directly, like, <laughs> um, but but yeah I the the worst definitely the first time I ever tried to get anybody to play something at school that I had written it was yeah. like this string quartet that I had written the summer before I went there uh-huh. Isabel uh, oh right we shouldn't say names but um like. I remember, like, it was hard. To, it was really hard to play. And I had never really thought about that because the only experience I had had of people playing my music was that one where everybody, like, ripped me off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, people are really good here. Like, they'll be, they'll be <laughs> fine. Um, and, like, they had to really work at it. And there were, like, typos in the scores that I hadn't even thought about. And they just seemed so pissed. And it sounded so bad. And it felt like they just did it because. And they just kept doing it because. they like, And it was just like a train wreck of, of me feeling like they didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to do it if they didn't want to do it. But they insisted that we do it. And, like, like and then the concert came up. And it was just, like, the only, like, weird atonal piece on the concert. And, mm-hmm. like, for the first freshman year shit. Everybody else had these, like, really lush like tonal weird pieces or whatever and somebody just came up to me and was like they tried their best like afterwards and i was just like dude fuck this place what 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 is this (laughs) like like i (laughs) i thought this is what i was supposed to be doing and every like everybody had a bad time Mm -hmm. and then just that like 10 more times and then i graduated (laughs) (laughs) except for with you you and andrew um, but Andrew really almost made that not worthwhile. <laughs> what about, uh, sorry, Andrew, but you puked in my fridge and left a beer in there or in my freezer and then it exploded <laughs> and you peed in my house. Sean calling out those who wronged him once more. <laughs> the airing of grievances with Sean. Um, <laughs> Don't I, say remember, my name. I remember, I <laughs> remember, God, there's so much to, so I, I, People I knew when I first got to Juilliard did, like, performances as often as possible. And I remember that being a big thing that was different, that I felt really different about than everybody else, was I was so une... First of all, Bob was really cool. Either... I don't know whether or not he meant to be, but, like, the first semester, I remember him sitting down and being, like... There was the first studio class, I remember, and everybody sat down and did their, like... The, f- the complete Beethoven sonatas, and I was just like, fuck. And I remember going to my next lesson and just being like, that was crazy, and him being like, you know what, like, don't even don't even worry about having to play in, like, a studio class until, like, at least the second semester. He was like, I'd like you to do it, but he's like, I'm sure you feel, like, uncomfortable still. You're very new here, so, like, I want you to wait till you're more confident in, like, your own ability, and then you can play, which was cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was tight to hear. But... Unless he was just calling you bad. <laughs> Secretly shaming me. I didn't pick up on it. I was just like, thanks, Bob. Wow. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> I walk out. He's just like, fucking idiot. <laughs> they all fall for it. <laughs> but, um, but I remember that being the beginning of 
something that made me feel very different at that school, which was just like, I did not take any opportunities given to me to play. Yeah. Like the few and far between ones that would show up, they would be like, master class with like this super piano guy who's showing up and i remember maybe the first one like i put my name in a raffle and didn't get picked for it and was like okay you did a good job good shot and then i just remember like i think i tried to get a my friend wanted to do like a duo recital the first year and i was like maybe and then we didn't uh give it to me <laughs> don't give make it, me feel give like it a six-year-old Give it to me. Um, I can't have We didn't get. That. We didn't want to. Uh, we didn't get a spot because it was like a weird lottery system. And then I just stopped, like <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like I played in studio class as unoften as I could. Bob would just be like, "You should play this," and I would be like, "Okay, I guess." <laughs> and then I would do it. But like it was, it was so few and far between. The only shit I did at Juilliard was chamber music ever in mm -hmm. public because that was the only thing i actually liked doing um deep in the one in the chamber <laughs> for 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 people because it wasn't just me and it right. wasn't just like for, the, the, for everybody who doesn't know chamber music just means like a, 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 a small room full of people <laughs> a classical i always describe it as like the classical musical equivalent of like a rock band I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, not like really. I mean, like, songwriter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was, that was totally, I think, due to like guilt. Cause it was like, I didn't want to just be the sole focus of a performance. Like, that sounded yeah. awful. Like, at the very least, disperse the guilt. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted it to be an even, an even, like, an even 25% in the quartet. Um, <laughs> Though all those quartets are like 90% piano. Yeah. So how does that make you that feel part. really at the end? Uh, when you're you playing like every line. Composers should fucking give the violin something to do every once in a while. Um, like that foray shit with yeah. just the half notes <laughs> and the violin. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that shit is hard. I don't mean I'm to gonna, rock violin. But yeah, me. so I, I, I really didn't. Like, I remember doing some chamber music. I remember doing a performance. But even like that, like, we were supposed to play in a recital, and we just forgot to ever sign up. And then, like, barely got, like, a credit for it in one semester because we never did the performance. Um, but you did, like, quartet for the end of time, which was cool. Right. So that brings me to the only performance I was required to do <laughs> at Juilliard, actually, which was the final recital. And... I, yeah, like, I made as much of that not me as possible and loved it. That mm -hmm. was the only fun part of that whole recital was was playing that whole quartet. Like, the other parts of it, I just, no, I like Schumann. But, um, yeah, it was, like, 50 minutes of just, like, quartet playing that just made me feel so much better than if it had, like, just been me, right? What if it were for yous? <laughs> Because in the future they'll do that. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to audition for school as an entire quartet. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Let me. I want to I want to bring it back. I want to reset for a second because there's another line. Where's Adam this. Sandler? We need to click. <laughs> Bad. Um, <laughs> we started. I started the guilt talk with a performance kind of aspect of it. Right? Like, when did you first perform? When did it become not fun? Yeah. What was that like throughout, like, high school and college? When the other side of, of the guilt ties into what we were talking about the other night in a big way with legacy, right? Mm hmm Which might or might not get aired. We haven't decided yet. We should do a double but, feature of but, just these two. But when did 
the composer of a piece you were playing go from kind of the corner of the page thing that distinguished it from the other pages of music to something to feel scared of? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I think that was for me in high school, definitely. Like, that was before I went to school. Um, How did that happen? Like, what... Because, like, when you first start music... But it you're didn't... just you're just given kind of music, right? Yeah. Like I remember just being given like I remember not even knowing whose music I was playing. My teacher, yeah. my first teacher, gave me none like, of my students know. They're like the the printout that's like kind of <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one with the coffee the stain one. on the end, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one that says X I I I. My you know that the alien harp etude, the one yeah. that I was getting you to play. My first teacher. Uh, uh just showed that to me like by like what his hand was doing he was like just practice this over and over and over again and he showed me like the da 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 dee da 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 in the left hand i thought that piece was in g sharp major for like a month um and uh, <laughs> i was sitting there trying to figure it out and so like the names meant like so little right like and it was kind of like like it didn't occur to me yet that i could like learn everything from the internet i was like 12 I guess mm-hmm. I could learn a lot from the internet at that point, but I never like wanted to look up Chopin yeah. or like figure out why Beethoven was cool. Like I knew Beethoven was a name, I knew Bach was a name. I probably called it Batch. Um, but like, what, what, when did the shift happen for you of that turning from like this thing to uh, to like? Something I think my to my my like voice teacher really made like a big deal of telling me like the biographies of like the the composers and like knowing that they were like had their own like style and aesthetic and shit like that is like what started getting me interested about it it kind of like helped me go from from like just thinking of classical music as like this weird thing i did kind of mm-hmm. um that i like didn't talk about to anybody or <laughs> tell anybody about um to like kind of being more like realistically interested in it because i don't know knowing knowing all that different shit like knowing the stylistic differences or the chord differences of like somebody who came before somebody else like really blew my mind like yeah i remember that too i remember the first person to explain to me that classical music was actually just a broad term for like, yeah. many many things one of which was also the classical genre yeah. <laughs> i remember i remember my first teacher <laughs> franz telling me that he was being like actually the term classical refers to the period from like 1750 to like 1810 and me just being like but 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 <laughs> but that's all of it <laughs> that's all this shit yeah. um so yeah, it, it started like a there was like a there's like a broadening out, right? Like all of a sudden there's like depth to every name. Right, yeah. But depth doesn't inherently mean like Yeah, and for me again, I feel like I didn't really want to perform classical music ever. So I was never like it never mattered like I feel like I psychologically kind of took the bait of like thinking that like the late sonatas were like some like sacred shit by certain composers and that you had to like really respect like late works and stuff like that, right? Well, I feel like that kind of ties into it a little bit. 
Like, Some of that, I feel like the root of it is that it's not like sacred and like like a ten year old doesn't know what that means. Like right. a ten year old isn't gonna be like, oh yes, the harmonies <laughs> of late Beethoven. <laughs> That's median, the median change right at the most dramatic moment. Oh my god, I think I think a lot of that when you're when you're like intermediate to advanced playing just has to do with difficulty, right? Like a lot of like really. But how does it feed music. into like people being like, I don't know, guys. Maybe when I'm forty years old, I'll play the Art of Fugue, but not because, right now. Because 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 I would. I remember I remember asking my teacher if I could learn a piece, and him being like, "That's too hard," and me just being like, "Too hard, huh?" And like going to the music and like playing it and being like, "Wow, this is really hard," and. Those seem to be the pieces that stuck with me as being like these sort of kind of unattainable pieces, right? Is that's like where a certain this is what I'm, I've been thinking. I was thinking about this just while we were saying it right now. Uh, I wonder if a lot of like the weird reverential kind of guilt starts with people kind of saying something's too hard or like something's too big to be accomplished by yeah. you. Why does that not... Why would I tell my six-year-old that he can't play Yankee Doodle Dandy yet because he has to do the elephant ride first? Why is? Why doesn't that make him scared? <laughs> like, what's... Because that would be the same thing. Is it me being like, no, he can't do that. Like, I remember my teacher... Yeah, I remember being like, I wanted to play the Liszt Sonata. And he was like, no, you can't do the Liszt Sonata. Like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. And me being like, oh, the Liszt Sonata. <laughs> and like, Bye. shaking my fists at the full moon. <laughs> like um it was and it starts like a it starts like a weird reverence i feel like you know for people who can play it and for the person who wrote it well what you could speak to that because like there's a lot of shit that like you you can't play yeah (laughs) oh oh, yeah quite (laughs) not to not to shun you or anything but like you're you're a composition major and you like knew a lot about like you knew like a little about a lot of instruments and some better than others, but like you weren't going to Juilliard to like play the shit out of Chopin or right. something like that. No, yeah, for me it was it's different. Like I definitely feel like there's it's not it's not difficulty reasons always why why um it's all hard to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't feel that that way about anything. I can like bastardize my way through a late Beethoven sonata, probably about as good <laughs> as, as good I can as an earlier one. Um and and like um yeah actually probably i feel like as i'm getting older i'm learning that some i can sit down and really learn and some i can't um without like further further knowledge broken upon me by some i will not by senpai anonymous one um (laughs) but (laughs) but but um no like i i feel like um a lot of it feels tied in with their biography right like when you talk about people's late pieces, obviously that's because it's close to them dying. I mm-hmm. feel like that has a kind of dark attraction to it in and of itself. Right, because you're like a shit. you're like a sixteen year old pretending to. I remember thinking pretending that a to lot. feel deep. Yeah, I remember um, feeling yeah. like I wanted to. I was playing like the fourth Chopin ballade written two years before he died for my. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, but, and now I remember just, just like, feeling dude, like, dude, everybody died of syphilis back then. <laughs> like, but no, I remember. I remember trying to. I remember like really thinking about like what could this all mean and like imagining what it's like to be older and like imagining like what secret meanings are hidden in this. Smoking music. a gummy cigar on. 
my mom's foyer, <laughs> thinking thinking about the, the bleakness of Parisian life in the, in the early 1800s. The bleakness of the salon. <laughs> <laughs> How George Sand was just such an asshat. Um, uh, that makes me feel like a gross person. Um, but but yeah, no. So that's a part of it. It's it's weird it is. to it's, it's like, weird to give children like great works of mature artists to recreate. I kinda, it's weird yeah. in a certain sense. It's weird that those mature great artists didn't write something a little easier <laughs> at the end of their lives. <laughs> to me, like it's like like why would you I guess Beethoven has like the bagatelles and shit like that, right? I'm um, just saying it's but, weird to give basically children to task them with recreating things that that mature ass adults made but that's what all of it is that's what what do you think kulal is and clementi and shit like that i mean like like i don't mean weird in the genre of 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 classical music i just mean weird in the genre of like modern life yeah that's what I, i was trying to tell my student that i was just like so impressed i was like you don't understand like like nobody has to do this <laughs> like 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 to be, to recreate something that existed like hundreds of years ago yeah like yourself to like bring that out is like a huge accomplishment in and of itself of like a force of will <laughs> like but nobody remember, wants nobody needs that yeah but um, at the same time like i and it got ingrained like i remember yeah. being like 17 or whatever and like my like somebody pulled out a book of like disney songs like a disney song book and i remember sitting down like sight reading them and just being like this is stupid this is not deep enough for me like this is i'm i'm playing beethoven i need to i need to be doing better uh, stuff yeah dude that, like, i, I right? accompanied by school's music theater shit and thought it was oh my so God. bad i did that i did shit like that too and it was just like i can't wait to get back to my chopin ballads <laughs> we These, might just the be, people who truly understand me yeah we might have just wanted to be too deep um <laughs> But I, I also remember there being, like, meeting other kids like that, and then that being a big eye-opener to me and being like, wow, damn, fuck that. Like, who cares about all these people that much? Like, I don't know. I remember saying fuck that when I got to Juilliard. I, I was fully committed. I mean, yeah, and I, not, just in, not just in, like, music and stuff, but kid, like teenagers, I feel like, get that way, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Listen it's to ba- like, like, it's not as, like, direct and scary as, like, literally playing the music by it, but you, like, people latch onto, like, old bands, and people latch onto old books, and people latch onto, like, old movies. Like, I remember yeah. being obsessed with, like, a bunch of 70s movies when I was, like, in high school and thinking that they were really, like really spoke to me in particular yeah, like people like feeling, like feeling cool by like connecting to deep old shit um it's just weird when um when it becomes so much more like physically connected to you i feel like which it does with with classical music right yeah Hi, we just teed out but we're back in so physical to connections to to <laughs> classical music so i mean more more fuck wait <laughs> but we're back we timed out and we're back uh so yeah these these kind of i remember starting to feel like i needed to play brahms well enough for brahms. for brahms and yeah. I don't know when the hell that started, because that is like the most like 
that's a psychological fucked. issue. <laughs> a psychological yeah, issue. Yeah, that's something of standing in your way. That's yeah. like something growing from reverence to something that's actually inhibiting you from enjoying yourself. Right. It's growing and, from and reverence. It's, and it, it happens with writing music too. Like, I want to write for all time standards, right? Like, right. I, yeah, like, like, how can I write the same music knowing all of this great music that was written before me? I have to, I have to try to do something meaningful and build upon something consciously like that. Uh, like, like the, the, they're kind of analogous, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with, with composing, like particularly, I feel like there's just, there's even less payoff <laughs> potentially than there is with, with performing, because at least with performing, you can play music that people like, <laughs> but, but like, 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 um, be, but it's like a weird catch 22 of being really involved in classical music as it, from a composer's perspective, like being like a really somebody that doesn't just like, you know, doesn't just like the classics and really tries to really understand like the whole breadth as, as a lot of people that study composition do. Like, the, they get into weird shit, like, you know, like, the Burgundy school from the medieval times to the fucking, you know, like, hyper-spectralism in, in Lithuania or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you start you start to really kind of, I don't know, you, you can get too, too deep with it, like, in, into, like, trying to make something that's that stands with the rest of the music that you listen to which just happens to be right. like the greatest collected music of, of western music that we happen to <laughs> which, know which just right, so happens like, to be the things that have stood <laughs> the test of time the longest to be appreciated right. the most throughout exactly. human history and they're also like the, some of the craziest athletic feats of coordination to perform as well right like like and um, this ties into this ties into um this is why Kulao is my favorite composer. I feel like this is this is too like this all started sometime in high school because I started like listening to listening to recordings, not with the intent. Yeah, I of, remember going through a big thing of figuring out that like pieces could sound way different, or like just like I just could tell the difference. Not just different, whatever. but but think about when did it start to change from listening to like a beethoven sonata yeah i always just say beethoven sonata it's like the only thing i know think about um, that for a second we should do a podcast on that yeah why listening is listening to a beethoven Lee-toven. sonata to hear the beethoven sonata versus listening to a beethoven sonata to think about how they're playing it compared to me Mm. That was a huge difference in things like i remember listening to music to hear the music and then I remember listening to music predominantly to hear what people did and how I could like incorporate it into my their strategies and like how they yeah. circumnavigated tough spots and like how they got something to sound good. Which is also like a sweet exercise for a young developing brain to be able to listen to things consciously in a different way for the first time. And it's a very empowering thing, I think. Like, like. If you can really, if you are given the tools to really let your mind loose with music, um, like nothing is more entertaining. I feel like I, I, I definitely felt like my life got a lot more like exciting for the small period where I felt like I was learning about that shit because it just like totally redefined all of my own like listening experiences every single lesson all the time. It was just like, 
like in my last year of high school or whatever, last couple or last two years of high school, it was just like everything I learned was like finally like a cumulative yeah. and and like different you you know, like all the random shit that you kind of know about like different schools of thought concerning ways to play. Yeah. Now like have all of these different faces and names to them and recordings and eras you, and time periods and like certain cities and certain record labels and certain conductors. When did your and, uh, when did your Glenn Gould phase start? In I feel high, like everybody in high goes school. through a Glenn Gould phase. Everybody right? does. Where yeah. they like know enough to know why he's such a weirdo looking at us while we sit here. Yeah, we got a picture of Glenn Gould and Guy Fieri. <laughs> um, <laughs> to take him down a notch. Right, because that's and like some, a big moment in every like musician's life is like knowing how music should go and then hearing Glenn Gould fuck with it in yeah. such a dope way. Yeah. And being like, oh shit. Like I feel it's like it's a fur it's like a very early like it's a very understandable one too right because he like just makes it he, it he's like really really clear with his playing and is also like really just like fucking entertaining a lot of the time like he he's like a, sh- a showman i i've got right? a lot to say about about, about this guy. Glenny. i would say that the biggest thing like in relation to what we're talking about is by the time i liked glenn gould which was also like in high school I think I was already well into a phase of, like, I need to play Beethoven or Mozart or Bach like this because this is how Bach wants it to be. And this is how my teacher, a.k.a. like Bach's representative, yeah. <laughs> like wants Bach's it to be. Bach's local agent in <laughs> Bach's, Minnesota. Bach's local Minnesota <laughs> retailer. Representative. Um, wants it to be. And then, and then I heard Glenn Gould just Make it, it sound up. way better. At, yeah. Well, not like better, but just make it sound so different than I'd ever heard it, and but like still express dope. himself. Like, not that I ever would say that expression because I hate the phrase "expressing yourself." But ooh, we should talk about why Leo hates to, to express listening himself. Listening to uh, Glenn Gould, just fucking basically like in in terms that i could understand like recompose a piece basically yeah you remember that mozart the variations where he plays them like slow to fast yeah like, i show that to my students thing? yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah i remember listening to that and being like he's so such edgy. a bad boy <laughs> yeah he's so edgy uh, it's like just... the first because it's like the only thing of like counter culture within <laughs> classical music that exists like it's one of the few examples all you have otherwise is like professors being like ha 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 i'm gonna put a contact mic on a blender and and run it through a big supercomputer that i stole from nasa like, like, like you've got like weird mad fat scientists <laughs> yeah and then you've got like the white wannabe zen dude yeah. like trying to trying to just be like like above it all i don't know i feel like glenn gold had like like he had chops and it would have it would have been a lot different if he wasn't somebody who could just right. shred. He was somebody who was right? way better than he's me somebody and who cooler. gave he's somebody who gave purpose to virtuosity in a way that just wasn't just like just like becoming another cog in the machine to like preserve the facade of classical music, right? Like like he added a certain kind of personal depth to it that made me feel like I could actually do something interesting. Thanks for that, Glenn Gold. You lied. The Glenn Gold <laughs> fan cast will be back after these messages. <laughs> no, so Glenn Gould, I remember being blown away by him because, yeah, he of seemed his to be like close flying, friendship with Guy flying in front of like the face. 
of what I had come to learn was like how classical music is to be done, right? Yeah. Because didn't you feel like a certain part of like learning classical it's music? Learning how it's it's, it's like learning yeah. the the affect and like the aesthetic of each composer. It's kind of like the the equivalent of like learning a language and then like hearing poetry, right? I feel like like you you kind of. You have to learn the syntax, the way that it's supposed to go together, in yeah. order to understand like the, the like subtle choices and shit like that. Which is not like inherently like I, I feel like I'm saying that like it's a bad thing that you're like learning that you have to learn. It has to go this way, but it's like it's it, it, when you boil it down. If you don't fucking lose your mind about it and like start turning it into like a personal like psychosis that which it's like a very, lot of people do by which the way. I, everybody that's which... the whole point of this i'm kind of <laughs> getting at but like if you can avoid that it's totally fascinating to like think about like no like trills in mozart's day were done like this and like brahms's piano wouldn't have had that like depth of pedal so don't use that and like oh these like the 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 fucking like we can't add these notes in this song or we can't roll these chords because that wouldn't have been in the style or like it's weird to to play Bach like the whole idea of Bach with soft and loud keyboard music right where it should have just all been like the same like yeah. it's totally fascinating to like think about that it's just like historical, historical performance. performance um but the thing is when 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 you start to learn that what seems to inherently happen is you start to to need to feel like you you're honoring something. I feel like that's a really scary part of classical music that starts to happen. Which and that's also in, something that Glenn Gold like brought brought in to like a n whole another intense degree. Also, yeah. was like the the worship of composers or like the battling with them, but like like the the battling with them on like a level that they are like something it's like singular in themselves right. that represent something singular that like like you have to acknowledge like you can i don't know like it turns i mean just it's spooky it turns spooky <laughs> you're all of a sudden like the shit that i used to i used to just like play fear elise in my kitchen and now i have to think about how beethoven and almost now, killed his fucking nephew or no, drove him to like, suicide the and then knocked up his fucking <laughs> the feeling that that classical performers start to get especially by the time you're in college is that like the composer is like they're is not satisfied and is like yeah. <laughs> upset with you that you're not yeah. practicing enough for him mm -hmm. which is continually enforced by like the teacher right like right uh, i mean i mean a lot of it is like personal like psychosis by that point but like the teachers don't help like so so few times in fact like you feel almost like you're indoctrinated into a certain club once you start to kind of get that and also. i mean the teachers yeah like the teachers are only and that's doing what they've that. been trying to teach you the whole time like that's an incredibly sophisticated thing to teach a kid by the way yeah like, and they've like, already they're 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 they've been doing it for 50 years they've been having like beethoven stand over them and tell them that it's right. not good enough for 50 years even if they don't want to like bring that on you like that's just part of how it's taught yeah like it's it's systemic in in the pedagogy of teaching because also weirdly nobody really talks about 
how we should all teach music. There's like no, there's no standards or boards mm-hmm. or or anything like. I mean, like obviously there's like state. You just boards like do the shit, work, but I and just get mean a like, and then you're set. Yeah, like as teachers, of. like you don't even need a degree if you can play. Yeah. I've, I knew a lot of teachers at music farms and stuff like that that like didn't have a degree and but, but could shred and like like I don't know. And that's not bad. You don't need a degree to teach music by any yeah. fucking means. But like, but it's just weird that there's just no standard of education or like what we should all be teaching and and against that we've talked about that before this before but like like it's almost like rude to talk about like you can't you can't bring it up like you can't question how somebody else teaches you know and like because because this person's teacher is this person's teacher was this person's teacher probably all boiling down to the fact that we're all just winging it and don't want anybody to ever question exactly (laughs) like we all kind of know a good amount of the same things and then are really really not sure about most of it (laughs) (laughs) and like, like um Okay, but how does this, this like, I mean, we obviously probably aren't the best teachers. <laughs> by no, any, I'm not. Um, by, any, by any means. Me neither. Fuck off. Um, but, yeah. but what, like, if there's so much unsureness and so much just, like, winging it and kind of improv involved in the teaching and all this stuff, why is it? Why does it get so bad? Like, what? This is what I've been thinking about all day. What I keep coming back to is, because like, when does this start? And when does it shift from, I think from a it, fun thing to learn into, like, 200 old white dead men standing around you in a room with their arms, like, folded, just, like, looking at you practice? Yeah. Including also your teachers and their teachers before them and, like... The your parents who are helping you pay for this school and the 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 people who run the school and upholding Juilliard's name and all this like all of a sudden there's just it's just gotten... I think the thing is is that there there comes a point when you realize that it's like the, the wrong thing to be doing <laughs> like like it's wrong for everybody involved um, and it's like uh and it's I think. This is the this is the big part that people fight against and why why it's why it's like such a huge psychological thing is because like it normal life tells you that like you don't act like that. <laughs> You're yeah. not supposed to feel like that about shit. It's not healthy. And like like it inf- it affects your kind of thinking and your whole outlook on on yourself and everybody around you. And and like I feel like there's always moments of like lucidity where it's like, I don't like what, why do I care about this? It's weird though, because, Um, because it is about caring about it. Like, it's not just the guilt. It's like caring about it to a degree where you're upsetting yourself. Classical music in particular gave, gave like a lot to do for people that wanted to geek out about music. Right. Which yeah. is awesome, I think. That's yeah. fucking cool. Like, that's part of the reason that, like, I love Western music is because it's, like, Easter egg after Easter egg hunt. Like, of, like, fucking, of shit that you, that, like, people can, st- I mean, like, you can talk about this with any fucking fine art or whatever yeah. from anywhere. But, but, I don't know, man. The, with, with, with that also comes this idea that, 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 that like, there's a, they're untapped like they're like un 
undepletable like gold mines but like after hundreds of years can't we just say that it's like it's a good piece and and play it how you want like surely people like there are pieces that have attained that i feel like yeah like you were talking about fair lease like kids play fair lease in like a hundred different ways because like it's something you can play at a ton of different difficulty levels Mm -hmm. right like um obviously you can't do that with like opus 110 you can't <laughs> like not not to the same extent that like fair lease can be abused mm-hmm. because it, you just can't you can't do that as a young person probably you can't make those stretches mm-hmm. um but um i don't know i feel like something that would help is just like um composers writing more more easy music to play um <laughs> to be quite fucking honest like we still have yet to get a time back where like just like people can like music got so complicated i feel like people i don't know what like it wouldn't be so hard to write music that's just a little easier for people to play that's still good yeah right and and we have such 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 little of that these days like, unless you're talking about transcriptions of pop songs, right? Which, again, like, a, a good amount of people who, who, who are young make the, like, make the maybe misconception that, like, because they are deep, right? Like, pop music isn't really, isn't really for them, right? A lot of people don't want to learn how to play pop music and want to learn... In which like, case, I guide them to our Hit Disciple series where we analyze pop hits yeah let's do a plug yeah for ourselves that you're already listening to um i want to i want to i want to start start rounding this off and with lead into it with another thought um i think so i when i was like an accompanist like full time just like every fucking day going to juilliard for ten dollars for like a, a week a, a two pence <laughs> for two, two pence <laughs> a farthing a two pence for each movement played perfectly <laughs> um i uh i remember i remember i remember talking to all these like because i was not the focal point anymore that's what i liked about accompanying most of all is that i got to sit in the background yeah play music with people still because i still like the music i still like listening to it I and still also like, like that pressure of having to carve out the aesthetic of the piece yourself is gone with chamber music it's just like everybody's influence you yeah. know and like being an accompanist you i feel like is kind of more of a uh um I don't know. You take like the, you have to take the back seat probably a lot. Yeah. Right? No. I mean, I fully did it because it assuaged a large part of the guilt. Like when you play like a like a violin sonata for the violinist's recital, you you are like people almost don't notice you're there. Right. I like, mean, it's not I'm even meant like for all, piano. <laughs> yeah. Even though that foray shit, I was playing that like ninety nine percent of the notes. Like probably in like two moments in that piece where i have like the biggest chords and the highest notes did most people be like oh there's a there he is there's a boy um as your hands roll into (laughs) infinity uh but i remember yes i remember i i was doing this it felt better because i wasn't the focal point it was less pressure it was less guilt 
and more it cheese, let me, more dough. It let me sit back. Good take, go bang reference. It let me no, sit dude, back. No, dude, that was a Tim Trees reference. Same thing. No, no, no. It let me. It let me sit back, and really appreciate the guilt from an outside perspective for the first time. Like that was the big thing that happened in the last couple of years when I was doing that. Was I remember talking to this one person who was just telling me that like. They wake up at like 6 a.m. to start practicing their Beethoven, and then they 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 get to Juilliard for chamber music rehearsal that they're so unprepared for. Oh my gosh! And then and then like if they did a good enough job, this is like the worst part. Was somebody was like, if I did like a good job at it, I would like treat myself to some like lunch, and I was just like, fuck, like that's Yikes. so dark. Um, and then like, usually I would stay at Juilliard. I wasn't really hungry, so I would just stay at Juilliard and practice all night and work on like the Beethoven. And then I would just be sitting there like waiting to go into their like lesson, their violin lesson and just be like, it sounds like you're like murdering yourself actively, slowly, (laughs) little by little. Um, and then I would go into this lesson and the teacher would just be like asking them like, why this is still sounding like this and why can't they like really like i remember like sitting there and them just being like that makes me want to cry dude that's so mean like just like look at the look at these slurs like why did beethoven put those like, why do you think he took the effort to like put the ink on the paper there and the student just being like oh you're right you're right i don't know like and them just being like you gotta if there's something written there you have to pay attention to it you have to focus on it which is like so it's it's appalling but it's more appalling because it's 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 insightful but mean <laughs> like it's like oh yes that is an interesting point why is this why is the dynamic in the room this right now <laughs> like why like that's interesting why are these slurs why are, why across are you yelling these notes? this why is this why are you why are you making this this 22 year old girl who is like just told me about her like daily routine with beethoven feel bad about what she's doing with this um, i think i think i have a a little bit of an answer that's going to maybe help taper off and feed into the next topic well i got an answer too but you go first i think there's a lot that you can talk about in classical music with in 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 the with the perspective in mind of abuse of of personal abuse yeah of of um like um and and systemic abuse yeah um and intentional abuse and unintentional abuse emotional abuse and physical abuse this is something that me and leo have been planning on making a and yeah. we we're, were always talking about our which is always other something casts. I didn't really want to like get into because that but would it's open kind up of I feel thing. like kind of unavoidable if you're talking about yeah. guilt at the end no. of the day yeah definitely which is like why am I why am I being made to feel bad that I don't understand something or that I can't technically do this tiny minute thing with my finger right now right no um, that's a huge thing that which is, is because somebody is most likely emotionally manipulating you <laughs> quite a bit yeah um into caring about that too and that like young people like learn to play music and are warped by their teachers standards yeah. and like i mean like that's like, the most common shit you hear is like teachers like slapping their kids hands yeah and like telling them it has to be right and like right. do it again until it's perfect right that's um that's a whole other thing that we're gonna sadly sit down and talk about at some point definitely another thing i was gonna With say all the respect another thing i was gonna say that I think plays a big factor in it 
is there is a reverence and maybe kind of a fear of the dead, right? In classical music, there's a, there's a, there's the ability to have this person in the room that can't answer anything, that can't say why they put slurs on these dotted notes, that can't, that can't tell you you're doing it wrong and correct you, that can't tell you you're doing a good job and correct you. There's this, there's this mystery in the room that is only available because the person is dead and can't be there to explain anything, right? And so all you can kind of do is wonder what that person would have wanted. Which is like one one perspective of performance, sure. But I feel like it's been turned into like a cult in classical yeah. music. It's no, like, absolutely. It's like a weird relationship that some people care about, some people don't in other genres. But that totally defines classical music. Probably is, a big, like, creepy, like, mix-up with your own mortality, too, I feel like. Of course. Yeah. That's and, like, gotta the, be. <laughs> and, like the, your own mortality mixed into why you play an instrument. Yeah. And, like, you have to be good at it if you do it because it's so meaningless otherwise. Right? Am I yeah. hitting any nerves here? Um, no, um, totally. <laughs> uh but like, yeah, it's this it's this whole thing about about respect for like the dead and respect for what they would have wanted and respect for all that like it's this huge like their like, music is just their will yeah like that we all have I to mean, fucking execute. I mean, it's their execute. legacy. It's their legacy. Yeah, but right? but it's but it's not a it's not an active legacy that has to be fucking upheld all the time or else it's gonna die. Yeah, that's the thing. Somebody leaves something behind. That's like. You don't resurrect like an, a brainwashed army to keep it around on like this really high caliber forever and expect everybody to just still love it. I don't know. Like, like the, this, this, uh, this whole thing with, with being obsessed with the dead people has just gone really far. Yeah. To the point where it's not even like nobody even cares anymore. It's just how it is. Like with with um, like. Nobody outside of classical music gives a shit who wrote Ode to Joy or who who wrote Ina Klein and Nacht music. You know what I mean? Like, um, no, nobody cares. Nobody mm -hmm. knows. And that's fine. Everybody else knows it but us. And, like, <laughs> we, like we, have, we have enough of it for the rest of the world. This, like, weird complex about, about like... Well, these people made make my life doing this worthwhile by having written good and difficult enough music for me to aspire to be that good if I practice an inhuman amount yeah. all the time. And then I can cast myself into this br brutal sea of everybody else being just as good or better, trying to make their lives mean something by playing these set pieces as good as possible and it's only these pieces and you can't you can't add more to them and you can't really do much else somebody already did that um <laughs> so so yeah you're you're not good enough like yeah. like i don't know i feel like that's no the whole i remember line. i remember being told by teachers that like um i have to be able to play it play it properly first before i can even think about like adding in my own ideas like new i remember being like but glenn gould did it like this and having teachers be like 
You have to play it normal first. Gold was a little sacrilegious <laughs> piece of shit. Glen <laughs> Gold went against the cause. <laughs> okay. We killed Glen Gold. <laughs> All the piano so teachers of this, Canada. There, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> fucking got a fucking pitchfork and torch out and wins. Fucking okay. Anyways, there is. There is, and it's, again, I, I've said this like three times, I feel like now, but like, it's based in really just fine goodwill. Nothing wrong with respecting the dead and thinking about what they would have wanted. Makes me wonder sometimes. Makes me wonder like how we've, how we've warped it into a, a, torture mechanism for 20 year olds to inherit and then go on to teach in conservatories to new 20 year olds we're in, we're giving it we're like preserving a, a very strange um sadism and masochism yeah um like probably more masochism at the end of the day a masochism that is then turned into a sadism um or i don't know maybe that's something that we can talk about yeah i would like to i would like to um (coughs) to round this one out with another plug for a podcast that we're gonna do in addition to the uh in addition to the classical music and abuse one which i think goes classical music and abused car salesman (laughs) which i think goes into ties into the end of my thoughts here too but what happens with guilt and classical music and all of that when you start applying it to people who are alive? It's really weird. It's really weird when you take a like a person who has been playing music by dead people for 20 years and has this like diligence and reverence and and respect and only can they have to practice eight hours a day to achieve this level for this guy who died 400 years ago and then somebody is like hey pal (laughs) would you play a thing i wrote Mm -hmm. and musicians classical musicians go into like a spiral like i can attest i would like to sit down with you sometime and talk about what it's like to be a person performing a music by like performing music by like somebody who is you can text (laughs) like it's it's wild yeah and just brings this whole host of like issues with hopefully it it my whole hope would be that like collaborating with a composer would be like the eye opening thing of like holy shit they don't know either. Like I feel like so many questions that right. musicians ask, like Beethoven would have been like, huh? <laughs> like <laughs> like do what? What kind of trill? Slurs. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm deaf. I just got bored. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I was sitting listening to my neighbor shit in a basket, and I just started <laughs> writing slurs over all the notes. I got really high <laughs> off of Toad and ate my own shit. And I then ate wrote a fermented <laughs> mushroom <laughs> that some, some guy in the woods gave me. <laughs> and then I went back home, and I... <laughs> doodled all over my scores <laughs> and my then ma- i and then i knocked up my my maiden wench like, and then i went and i beat several people who were smaller I, and weaker yeah, than me yeah and, 
<laughs> I don't really remember why I did that slur. I was having a custody battle over my nephew that day. And I was just trying to draw frowny faces all over the score. Um, <laughs> Anyways. But that honestly, our, that was like, our Beethoven bit. Um, didn't. No, I, um, I want to. I'm too tired to get into this right now. But but I think this is a a good place to leave. I like. I, I feel like this podcast has come to an end with like a fork in the road of like two separate podcasts. Like we're like a little music classical music hydra <laughs> that you can't kill. <laughs> but it keeps, you can only make us dumber. It keeps growing new stupid topics to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, this is the this tree is, of shame. <laughs> this is the this has been guilt cast with Seamus and Seamus <laughs> and Schleo. Seamus and, and Shanty. Um we'll be back with some more head disciples. Um Yeah. Uh every every Thursday. Check out check out every our music. Day. Every day. Well, the podcast something. is every Thursday. Check out our music we every got, goddamn day, though. I've been, uh, I've been, I made a good batch of beats that I'm going to be releasing over the next couple of weeks. So everybody, stay tuned for that. Yep, we got, um, we got beat me beat senseless, me senseless Tuesdays. Tuesdays talking about abuse. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, this is another one. I feel like this harkens back to our like early ones, right? Kind of talking about old times and Juilliard and. Yeah. Uh, we got some cool feedback about that from people like in school and people like currently doing this or thinking about going to school. It would be really love interesting. to hear from you. Yeah, no, it would be super interesting if any of you are thinking, if this sparked any kind of thoughts with people, like this is some shit that I think about like on a daily goddamn basis. So if you're like going through any part of this right now and are like feeling he's staring me in the about, eyes right now <laughs> about about classical music and how you fit into it and why you should be caring and why people are guilting you into caring um get at us let us know we mm. want to talk more about it also send us your music we feature people that follow us every wednesday yeah um if you've made it to the end of this fucking podcast uh wow Thanks. thank you yeah um tell your aunt tell your aunt Tell your aunt Scab. And let her come. And let her come. For once. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) 